I'm continuing my series on specialized pastoral ministry. My guest today, the Reverend Dr. Richard Armstrong. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified pastoral counselor. He also serves as executive director of Lutheran Counseling Services in Winter Park, Florida. Dr. Armstrong, thanks for joining us today. Good to be with you. I'd like to learn uh, about your vocation serving with Lutheran Counseling Services in Winter Park, Florida, and your background as a therapist, as a pastoral counselor, how you got to this path uh, so we can learn more about this vocation and, and perhaps others who might consider this vocation for the future as well. When did you start thinking about serving as, as a licensed marriage and family therapist or a pastoral counselor? I, w- I was in the parish for 25 years and probably, um, oh, I don't know, it was probably in my second call, I uh, started thinking about working more with people more directly and maybe even more intently on some of their life issues and relationship issues. And I took a um, clinical pastoral education uh, unit um, at a local hospital in the Orlando area. And um, it was helpful to to through some of those things about me and some of those things about um, doing good quality care of others um, in a pastoral and a spiritual-based um, process. And so that's probably where I began to think about it. What, what is the, what is the, the, um, the focus of your work at Lutheran Counseling Services. What is, uh, what does Lutheran Counseling Services in Winter Park, Florida, provide, and, and what's the focus of your work there? Well, the largest piece of our work is um, individual, family, and marriage counseling sessions. Um, Fifty minutes to an hour sessions is the, the largest focus of that. We have um, nine licensed therapists and five registered interns and. In, We serve the Central Florida area with uh, not just our main location, but we have satellite locations and congregations around Central Florida. And so that's the bulk of what we do are those one-hour, 50-minute, one-hour sessions in that way, working with individuals and families. Um, In addition to that, we also um, have been involved in crisis and disaster work throughout the country for a number of years, responded to major storms, responded to um, school tragedies and crisis situations. I responded to Newtown uh, following the shootings there and and then locally in our own area responded to the Pulse shootings and indirectly responded also to the Parkland shootings. And so we've had a lot of experience and a lot of work and training in um, crisis and disaster response as well. And do a lot of, um, I do a fair amount of consultation and coaching for congregations and church leaders and and um, organizations in conflict or whatever. And so we, we work in those areas as well. How great is the need for these services from qualified professionals? Oh, how great is the need? Yeah, how great is the the need for for the you know the qualified professionals that you work with? How great of a need is there in the communities that you serve for these types of services? I the 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 term I use a lot is it, it's large. It's very <laughs> large. Uh, I use the term a lot in the speaking that I do, preaching that I do, is just a reminder to all of us: we live in an imperfect world that is always going to be imperfect, and. Um, 
and it's the imperfections of people, it's the imperfections of situations and habits and patterns that we acquire, and um, and as well as um, diagnose mental health um, physiological conditions that people experience. Um, so I, it's very prevalent in our world today, and and in our communities. Paint a, a picture for me of the the work of your vocation as a pastoral counselor, as a therapist. Uh, maybe share a story or two. I realize that the, there are matters of confidentiality, but uh, a story that that might help us understand what it means to be a, a certified pastoral counselor or or a, a therapist um, serving as a, a Lutheran serving as a therapist? Well, I, I think of um, individuals, individuals that's in our world today, um, and probably ourselves included. I'll be presumptuous of that, Andy. Uh, ourselves included on this call that um, we struggle with our value and worth. Uh, who struggle with the, the common word out there of self-esteem issues. And um, um, I, I find that for many people, that's at the root of their cause of trouble within their relationships, trouble within um, maybe their success or um, vocations that they serve in. Um, and it's just not believing that, that I'm a worth or value, not believing that I have something to contribute. And so, you know, working with people like that, it does entail uh, spending some time building relationship with them, building trust with them as we explore some of the situations in which that makes itself available. And uh, usually I, I explore what goes on, what, it, what went on in the family they grew up in. Not that I'm a parent blamer of everybody's problems, because I don't believe that's the case. I believe that that as we get older, we have to adapt and we have to move from how we grew up. But if some of those deficits were there of value and worth, then people continue to struggle that. And if they are people of faith, then um, I try to help them see what does God say about them? What does God, how does God feel about their value and worth? And how has he shown that? And, and how would that, believing that, and how would that being part of their thinking make a change in their 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 attitudes about themselves and therefore their attitudes about working with others. So, I mean, working with people and their self-esteem issues, I, I also um, think in terms of um, work with a number of couples who, as they've been married for many years and the last child leaves home, uh, leaves home, then it's the challenge of so... Our marriage, our marriage has been about essentially co-parenting for all of these years. And what are we going to do now whenever we're not co-parenting? How do we get to know each other once again as husband and wife and as um, friends and partners in this life journey together? Try and help people see what God might have in mind for them in their next steps in their journey together, their, their journey individually as they cope with those things. Those two pieces that um, that I think of that that um, we work with at, at times. Um, I guess the other one that just dawned on me: there, there's a lot of brokenness within relationships today, and um, brokenness that results in infidelity, and um, 
and fair um, amount of my caseload and some of my 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 partner my um, cohorts and in, in our in our ministry a fair amount of our caseload does find itself in working with people who have had affairs and and um, marriages that are the victims of affairs and helping people recover from those times uh, not only individually but remake their relationship and into um, a place that it can be a healthy place of forgiveness and growth in their lives together. What would you say has been most challenging about your vocation? Probably as a caregiver. I know I have to be aware that as a caregiver uh, at heart, um, I want to um, be there to help people be better and I can have a tendency within me to get into the rescue fix mode, and um, and I have to uh, calm that down and allow myself to be seen as a facilitator for them figuring out how to change their life story and their uh, the the tapes in their head that tell them otherwise, and so it's um, it's trying to be aware of myself and how I can be most helpful for them, not just most helpful for me and my ego needs or whatever. Earlier, as we talked about your story that, that led to this uh, vocation and, and, and serving as a certified pastoral counselor and a, a therapist, you shared some of the education that, that is a, a part of that, uh, clinical pastoral education. Help us understand the path to uh, to either becoming a certified pastoral counselor or a licensed marriage and family therapist uh, to uh, serve in this um, specialized pastoral ministry, the specialized setting. In the state of Florida, and I think this is similar to most states, in the state of Florida, in order to become a licensed clinician, counselor, you have to... Um, First of all, get a master's degree in one of the three usual three mental health disciplines, clinical social work, marriage and family therapy, or mental health counselor. And um, my master's degree work was completed through my doctor of ministry work. I attended uh, Gordon-Conwell Seminary and um, got a doctor of ministry in marriage and family therapy. And as part of that doctor of ministry, it met the master's uh, academic requirements for this profession. In the state of Florida, and I believe most states are the same way, in order to become licensed, once you complete the master's degree, you then have to complete 1,500 hours of clinical one-on-one work with, with people in counseling. And that work has to be supervised by a clinical supervisor supervisor, usually at the ratio of one hour of clinical supervision for every 15 hours of direct client work. And then you also have to pass a, nat- pass a national exam um, to get that accreditation of, of licensed therapists. And so I did that, uh, completed that over a period of, um, after completing my doctor of ministry, it took me um, three years to complete the rest of that work in order to reach the position of being a licensed therapist. The, the, um, the designation of um, certified pastoral counselor 
I work through the American Association of Pastoral Counselors in their process to attain the fellow level, which is similar. You have to have a master's degree and a certain number of supervised clinical hours to reach that level also. And so I did that first before doing the, um, well, kind of alongside the whole process of doing the licensure work as well. How do you have opportunity to bring Christ's word or mercy to those you serve? I think often, Andy, in terms of um, my, probably the primary way I try to intentionally bring Christ into the work that I do is through ministry of presence. I try to treat people as I believe that God, through Christ, treats us. I try to be compassionate and forgiving and, um, and hold them in a place of mercy. I try to emphasize the, um, as I believe God does with us, emphasizes uh, how he, his gospel works through us, um, not just um, helping them see the error of their ways. I try to be, um, take a grace approach to things rather than a, and, and a condemnatory place. I don't believe that God condemns us first. He loves us first. And so, so I first try to do that with my attitude and demeanor with people. Um, but secondly, as conversations are brought up with client, by clients um, and they want to know more about um, how God feels about them or what Scripture says about them, then I then have the opportunity to share that with them. The piece that I find that I'm doing right now which is different than I did uh, 13 years ago whenever I left the parish. I, I, I see, I probably right now see more unchurched people than I ever saw in the 25 years of parish ministry. Um, because I, as most of our therapists, are providers for, um, for, for um, health care programs. And so most of the people that come to us and Lutheran Counseling Services uh, are not church attenders, and some of them don't even know what Lutheran is. And say, so they come to us, first of all, because we're approved counselors on their insurance. And so I get to see a lot of people who are unchurched, people that have never gone to church, and, um, and I find that a real joy and a real gift from God to be able to be part of that walk and that recovery in their lives. As someone may be considering this vocation, considering serving in a caring profession like this, uh, any advice or anything that they need to think about as they might consider this this uh, profession in the future? Yeah, I think that they need to be real, real intentional on why they want to do that, and um, and um, very intentional on um, being present for folks, because it's not really. Um, an occupation of teaching and all, and it's not always an occupation and a ministry of serving up front in front of a congregation. Um, I get the opportunity to do that from time to time, and, and I appreciate that now, but um, that's not the primary work that I do. primary work that I do is in an office with an individual or a family, sometimes leading workshops and retreats and um, and classes and all um, on different issues, and but it's also spending a lot of time with people who are hurting and people who are struggling and doing what you can in that period of time with them and then kind of handing them off 
to to God as they leave your office and and return to you again, because it's important that I not carry the stuff that belongs to my clients with me all the time in order to be available and be able to help them in that way. The Reverend Dr. Richard Armstrong, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified pastoral counselor, serves as executive director of Lutheran Counseling Services, Winter Park, Florida. Dr. Armstrong, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for the opportunity, Andy.